This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. This is a guy I've wanted to have on for a long time. He is one of my favorite Hendricks County residents. He's a phenomenal educator, great person, and he's going to talk with us a little bit today about how young people viewed the presidential election. His name is Mike Nielsen. Mike, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, I, I don't know what I can say after all those accolades. Uh, <laughs> Shoot, I need to dust off my resume. <laughs> but th- okay. thanks again. This okay, so for the like the seven people that may not know you, because everybody in Hendricks County knows you, who are you? What do you do? Okay, uh, my name's Mike Nielsen. Uh, I've been teaching at Danville High School for about 30 years now. Uh, I'm the department head. I teach government and economics. So you started at Danville when you were nine then? Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Now, every year you guys, or every election cycle, you do something that is so phenomenal. You have candidates from across the county, or candidates really from across the state, but if they're on the ballot in Hendricks County, come to Danville High School. The students put it on. Before we get into the, the students and learning about the election, tell us about this event, because it's so great. 
Uh, this is a program that I've kind of developed over the years. Uh, it's, it's great because we have the primaries uh, in May. We have the general election in November. And I really needed a, a, a hook to get the kids in, in, involved. And so many of them, it's easy for them not to care. And so I just found a, a, a sneaky little way to get them involved. Uh, it was, it's a good hook for the, for the candidates because it's all student-generated, student-led. Um, and so they can't turn away from these newbie uh, voters that ask them if they would participate. So uh, it helps me educationally because the kids learn a lot. This is a grassroots, when you talk about grassroots movement, this is about as low as it gets uh, aside from campaigning for a candidate. Um, and, and my kids really enjoy it. They really get into it. It takes some of that fear and phobia of actually talking to a candidate. Uh, sometimes they have this mystique about them. Uh, the kids are just, can we really talk to that congressman? Yeah, that's Todd Rokita. I'm going to walk over there and put my arm around him, and we're going to take a picture. How's that? So the kids get a kick out of that, and it, it gets them thinking. And, and that's really my whole goal uh, as an educator is to get the kids to think on their own whether they agree with my philosophies whether they they need to develop their own it's yeah. not their parents it's not their peers it's what they truly believe and that's my whole goal and these candidate nights really help facilitate that and it's kind of a springboard uh, people get, love it they love it well they love it's the, a full they, house they, they, they love the food <laughs> yeah, we right. feed you well <laughs> But, uh, and, and it's big time candidate too. Like you mentioned, Rick, it's not just a. And we love. I'm going to use Rick Morphew because we love Rick, and he's on the show, and and he, he will get a hoot out of this. But uh, it's not just a county coroner. It's Todd Rakita. You got people running for the governor that have shown up, or lieutenant governor. I mean, it's a big, big event. We, uh, if they're on the ballot in Hendricks County, uh, particularly in Danville, we're going to invite them. Uh, Sometimes we, we go outside of Danville, and not to be rude to the other towns, but, you know, I have to keep it focused for the kids. Uh, but we'll get other representatives that are in Hendricks County. Uh, probably our biggest claim to fame is uh, when we contact the presidential candidates. Yeah. And I tell the kids, we're going to make the presidential candidates contact us. <laughs> we're going to make the president of the United States contact us. <laughs> now, the cool thing, and this quick little story, uh, I was uh, getting ready to hang our, our banner for our candidates' night, and I was out at the football field with the principal, and I come into my classroom, and people start going, well, where have you been? I said, well, I'm outside with the principal. The White House called. And I said, so I joke around with everybody, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, this is another prank, right? This is a good <laughs> one on me. They go, no, seriously, the White House called. So I got on a phone uh, that had an outside line, called up the number, and darn if it wasn't the White House. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is cool. Um, uh, some pr under press secretaries, sure. third or fourth removed. Uh, the kids had sent uh, an invitation to uh, President Obama oh my uh, when he was going up for re-election and inviting him to participate. And so that was pretty cool that they actually got a, uh, a phone call. Normally, it's a very polite email, but right. the candidate's way too busy. Uh, but if you know, we go from school board all the way up to president, and it's so much fun. It is. It's a blast. People love it. The candidates love it. The people love it. It's great for the kids. And I'm, the other nice thing that you guys do is you have the third parties invited. And we had Lucy Brinton in, who who ran for a United States Senate as a Libertarian, and she was raving about how great the Meet the Candidates night was in Danville. So it means a lot to those third parties that you extend that to them as well. Well, thanks. Um, I, I try to 
to present that as much as possible. We, we all know Hendricks County is, is a solid uh, Republican county. And so when we first started this, there was a uh, Democratic rep named Jeff Fights, who was the, uh, the, the district rep for the, uh, the party here in uh, Hendricks County. And we invited him, and he came up, and he thanked me very warmly, and he said, this is really great because, you know, we just don't have the opportunity to go to these things. We don't get invited. This is a, this is a Republican county. And absolutely, he's correct on that. And so I told my students about this, and back in the late 80s, early 90s, you might remember this, the Libertarians had a little bit of a push for right. a while. Yeah. And so I got to meet some of them, and we invited them. And they were astounded that, you know, somebody would take the time to to give them this opportunity because you know this is a big stage and they don't get to play in it that often yeah. and so my, my goal was for the kids let's invite everybody you need to see everybody you may not agree with them you may think they're too far right too far left but you're not going to know until you get to meet them um, the format for the candidates night real quickly is we usually have a meet and greet uh, before the event and every candidate's got a table, so they put up their, their campaign literature and their signs, and they, everybody schmoozes, of course. Yeah. And then uh, we'll have the first wave of candidates on, in the auditorium, and then we usually have a nice intermission where, where we provide some snacks, and it's also an opportunity for the community to get to come outside and do a meet-and-greet with the candidates. And they really enjoy it, or at least they tell me they enjoy it, uh, because it gets them away from the, I'm just on stage, I have my five minutes, and then I go home. This really gets them to interact, and it's it's good for my kids because they get to get up close and personal and, and talk to these candidates. And then we finish out the, the second round uh, of the candidates, and then afterwards, again, people have the opportunity uh, to meet and greet. And most times we do this, uh, I have to start turning off the lights and kicking <laughs> kicking the people out because my kids have to get up the next morning That's and right. go to school. That's right. Yeah. Uh, again, our guest is Mike Nielsen, government teacher, Danville High School. Uh, let's talk about covering the election this year. Have you ever, I mean, you said you've been doing this for 30 years now. Have you ever had an election like this? I mean, have you ever seen anything like this election that, that we went through? And, and I'm curious when you began to realize, man, this is going to be different than anything I've, I've had before. Wow, um, this has been the wildest election that I've I've personally seen, and you know I'm just a few years older than you. Uh, <laughs> Fifty eight next month, so uh, I've had my fair share of elections, and uh, truly, this was this was one for the books. Whether whether you supported Trump or you supported Hillary or Johnson or Stein or or any of the 5,000 other candidates that, that, ran, that were on a ballot somewhere. Um, it, it Just the Republican, I guess for, for me, when the Republican primary was so contentious, when you had a field of, I think, 18 yeah. different candidates yeah. that were all vying uh, for the coveted spot of, uh, of, of, the, of the presidential candidate. And probably 10 of them that had a legitimate chance when it started. Exactly. And so when you put that much firepower, if you will, uh, my kids are going like, oh, Mr. Nielsen, who do I vote for? And I said, well, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> who do you Who do you like? <laughs> what are your reasons? What, at what point do you start covering this with the kids? Because it starts, you know, a year and a half in advance. It's ridiculous how early the process starts. At what point do you start saying, okay, let's start looking at these people that are running for president? The way I teach my government classes, we always start off with current events. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is it one semester? Is, go is government still one semester? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my government class is a one-semester class, and so I get to see good, bad, or indifferent. I see almost every senior uh, at Danville High School, yeah. so you know, roughly uh, 200 students a year. 
Um, we always start with current events. So we start talking about politics constantly. We're talking about the current president. Sure. We're talking about possible future presidents. Right. Uh, so we never really get away from it. That's that's kind of a, a good and bad thing. Um, so it's really nice for you because you cover the Republican primary, which was maybe January through May, with a different set of kids than you're going to get for the presidential race, which is you know August through November. Absolutely. Uh, and in this instance, uh, the classes graduate. So it's a whole new yeah. crew, um, new perspectives. Um, it's kind of fun after the election because usually the alumni, some of them will contact me and say, hey, you know, did you see this coming or what, what do you think of this? And I'm like, this just floors me. Uh, this, this cycle has been crazy. It's been so intense. One of the best things that came out of this, and I just, you know, I've been following it for so long that it just, I think after the election night, everybody just had a collective sigh of exhaustion, yeah. win or lose. Um, and it's, it's been the intensity of this and how much the students really got into it. They were into it. And, and I think it's because of the candidates themselves, the yeah. strong personalities, uh, the all the attack ads, the, the uh, prior history of both candidates. Right. And, and again, we're gonna, I'm focusing primarily on the Democrats and Republicans, Libertarians and Green Party. I don't mean to uh, diss you, but you, know, you just didn't get a play this time around. But it's interesting when you mention the Libertarians. We have to be nice to Libertarians because Johnson was on the show and he was very nice to me. So he got, they got four times the amount of votes of any Libertarian ever. I mean, basically four times the amount that he got in 2012. So there was, while he wasn't a player in the outcome of the election, everybody knew that that there was some sort of spark where people said we need to start looking at third parties i was so hoping that it, that uh, the libertarian party could pull that magical 15 yeah. yeah. percent uh but you're absolutely right uh in this in this particular election we had so many people that were just upset with the status quo right and they did have in johnson a, a viable candidate uh, an alternative uh, carl tattengorst um and Rex Bell, uh, Carl, I've met uh, several years ago when we did the candidates. Yeah. Night. And, and Car- <laughs> first of all, he is he is a riot, and uh, he's a character, and he does owe me a pizza. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. Uh, but those guys, uh, it was kind of funny because the first time I, wa- I I met them, they're like, "Well, we're you know um, Republican light, if you want to put it that sure. way." And it, it's great that the kids can look at this, uh, look at this candidate, or, or not just the kids, but any voter uh, can look at these people and go. Wow, they're serious, they're legitimate, and you know they're not just yeah. a one-issue party. They, they this is this is cool because again, my kids look at this and the, and they start asking me the questions. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of times I can't answer their their questions sure. because I just flat don't know. But it gives them. It, then I flip, yeah. flip the script and say, okay, now you guys find out. Again, our, guest, our guest is Mike Nielsen, government teacher, Danville High School. We're talking a little bit about how how this was this crazy election cycle was taught, how the kids perceived it. Were the kids into it outside of the sideshow? Were they into it of, okay, Trump's position on this is this, Clinton's is this? Did any of that even register this year? Oh, yeah. This was, uh, this was awesome because one kid, uh, one student would start talking about Trump and let's say let's take an issue build the wall yeah and and they, so they start talking can they really build the wall what does the wall signify is it a real is it a physical wall or are we talking about more of a uh, of a mental 
wall. Um, are we talking about an idea or are we talking about a physical wall here? And then someone pops in, well, could a fence be a wall? Uh, well, yeah, okay. Um, you know, and is it really going to be kicking everybody out and uh, illegal immigrants out? Can we really do that? You know what? We can't even house our own people and feed our own homeless. Are we going to be able to round everybody up? No. But the kids are start thinking about that. And you plant a little seed, and they start asking questions. And one kid on the right side will ask, ask a question, and a kid on the left side might join in. And they may not even agree but they start, it, it, it's a springboard. And there were days I couldn't touch the textbook. We just literally would talk about an issue. And to me, it was so important. The textbook's always going to be there. Right. I, I can pick up that textbook. The Constitution isn't going to change overnight. <laughs> but the way it's applied based on these candidates might. So these kids really, you know, they were some um, very liberal students who had some legitimate fears. And so we talked about that. And, you know, really, where where's this coming from? What do you believe in? We had some real conservative kids that are like, hey, this is going to be the best thing ever. And, right. you know, we're going to win everything. You're not going to win anything. Nani, nani, boo, boo. Uh, <laughs> and, and really, we, we had we had discussions like that. And so uh, I, at certain points, I become a referee because, you know, their emotions sure. will rise up. And sometimes they don't have that maturity to go this is a discussion yeah you know and what, what what was the key was there one issue that stood out like they said this is the topic you know like when bush ran for re-election it was uh the war on terror when obama was elected it was the economy because you'd gone through the the economic issues was there a, a theme that the students tended to, to drift to or was it was it across the board this time you know it was it was a a whole uh smattering of issues uh you they, we looked at um, Hillary Clinton as as a politician. We looked at her history as first lady, as first uh, lady of Arkansas. Um, you looked at the way she, in in my liberal friends, forgive me, manipulated the system so that she was able to get to a senator's position in New York. Yeah, she didn't live there. Uh, <laughs> she lived there a very short period of time. It worked out convenient for her. But that, that's part of the politics yeah. of it. Yeah, it is. And we saw that in Indiana. Yeah. Um, Evan Bayh. You could even, you know, for my Republican friends, Dan, Dan, Dan Coates. Co and now, now, the Bayh thing, is that a big deal to the students? Were you able to get into the, the Senate race, or did the presidential race so dominate the conversation? We, we covered everything. Uh, we, we, we covered the uh, school board, because at one point in time, we did have a contested race, but yeah. then one of those candidates dropped out. Um, the Senate race was really interesting because, you know, I remember Evan Bayh as the governor and as the senator. Right. And he did, in my opinion, a fairly good job. But then we have him moving out. Then we have him saying politics is, uh, I'm so sick of the status quo that I'm going to leave. But then he came back. Yeah. And so the kids go, were asking me, you know, well, where does he live? Well, kids, I don't know, and he, sadly, he doesn't either. <laughs> um, Did they so, care about that? Was yes, that a big deal to them? Absolutely, absolutely, because they want they want to know Evan By. They grew up. They did not know Evan By. That's a right. different generation. Sure. Uh, you know, if I if I mentioned Birch By, they would have no clue what I'm right. talking about. Get out of the UN. They would have no clue unless they study that in history. So Evan By, the Evan By they know was an Evan By from from out of state sure that was just coming back to try to win a senate seat and then we talked about well what what is the importance of winning the senate seat 
in control of the Senate. And what does that mean? Then we springboard into the Senate, into the confirmation system, into the, um, the Supreme Court seat that is now uh, still unfilled. Do they understand the importance of the Supreme Court, whether you're a liberal person or a Republican person? This was, to me, and I've said this many times, my whole deal with Trump was we had to elect a Republican for to appoint that judge. Trump was the only Republican I felt could beat a Clinton. And... Do, so regardless of where you are in the spectrum, this was the, 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 the big deal. Justice 5, one way or another, is the... Is, do they understand that? They get, a, they get part of it. Um, one of the things we try to delve in is, is not just, okay, we get a liberal or we get a conservative. Let's look at, at what else is entailed here. Are we talking about, you know, this is, this is all about uh, control. Um, do, we, do we have, you know, let's take a, a, a situation... Uh, President Obama had appointed uh, appointed someone, but it didn't get Senate approval yet. And the kids are going, well, what's the holdup? Right. Well, kids, here's how politics <laughs> is going to play out here. The Republicans want to wait because if Trump wins, then then right. the, the Republican, Republican-controlled Senate will, will uh, appoint someone uh, later on, or confirm, sorry. Um, but if Hillary wins, there may be a move to get Obama's man in just because that's... The who, devil you know they, is different than the devil you don't. Absolutely. Or this one we perceive is going to be more, more conservative right. than who, uh, if Hillary had been uh, elected, which uh, she would have right, most sure. likely would have appointed. So, again, uh, I want the kids to kind of see the big picture. It's not just about an election. It's about... Who's going to control in the in the Supreme Court? We could be looking at two to three more nominees in the next four to eight years. You do a great job of not letting your personal beliefs. I know some of those, but you never let them come into the classroom. And I I, I want to ask this question: Is your success? Do you judge your success as a teacher somewhat on how civically engaged your students remain after they leave the class? Wow, that's a great question. First of all, um, it's, before I answer that, let me let me talk about the, the politi- personal politics in the classroom it's very difficult and I, I have to play devil's advocate yep. if, if the kids uh, want to be conservative I'll be liberal if they want to be liberal I'll be conservative sometimes I'll be apathetic uh, which really kills them when when, yeah. you, when you go meh they don't like that they, yeah. I want my teacher to tell me one way or the other so I will tell them if you want to talk about my personal politics it's going to be after school or outside the classroom um, and, and that is very difficult. There are times where I just have to stop and, you know, take a deep breath and remember I've got to, I've got to play it down the middle because I want the kids to learn it on their own. I don't want them to regurgitate my ideas. Because I knew you for a very long time before I even knew a hint of what some of your personal beliefs were. And I think that's great whether a person's liberal or conservative. That's the way teachers should be. Thanks. Um, it, it's difficult in government because we're so engaged, and particularly with, with an election of this magnitude and, and the way— uh, yeah, it, it was it was so intense. That's the best word I can put. I mean, we could say mudslinging, we can say negative ads, we can do all that. But you had such strong personalities. I don't remember having this kind of strong personalities. I mean, the closest I could come would be Kennedy Nixon. Yeah, uh, back in the day. Uh, but my kids, uh, they really get into stuff like this. They want to know the personal beliefs, and, and we have to kind of hold that out. But they do get it. They got into it more than any other class. But the downside, the downside to this is this particular senior class had very few kids that could vote. 
probably three or four. It's just a young class of seniors. Sure. And so I would joke with them. Uh, you know, I'd uh, ask them from time to time, all right, those of you that are registered voters will hold up your hands. And they would hold up their hands. And I said, okay. Uh, and I would hold mine up too. And I said, well, we are the Republic, so we are going to make these decisions. And the rest of the kids are like, well, you can't do that. And well, yes, in point of fact, I can, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious going forward how you handle this now because I want to get to something off politics to close the interview here but but going forward how do you handle this do you handle it now okay Trump's the president it's now issue by issue it's back to business as usual because I don't think Trump is going to be a business as usual president um how do you handle going forward you know you're gonna have a new set of kids coming in first of January how are you going to teach this class well uh I guess we're going to find out Jan- <laughs> January 4th when I went or third when I get my classes um by the time I see the new class, the electoral, electoral college will have already voted. Um, it's no secret that we're going to find out how they voted before um, those classes start. And so I'll no longer really be talking about President-elect Trump as much as I'm going to be talking about President Trump, whether the students like it or not. Um, and, and we will look back, and, and you know, it, it'll be two months, and, the, and by that time, the would-haves, should-haves, and could-haves for Hillary uh, are going to be moot. Uh, I seriously doubt that we're going to see some kind of challenge for uh, recounts. I doubt that the Electoral College will produce faithless electors. Uh, But those are all kind of what-if scenarios the new group of kids will probably ask. Um, And we have to – we'll be in that transition period for the first couple of weeks. Uh, President Obama will probably be pardoning some people, saying his farewells, moving stuff out of the White House – uh, as the Trump team transitions in. Um, and so the kids that did not support Trump, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be a little upset about it. But ultimately, you know, we have this every election period. Somebody wins, somebody loses, and we go on with it. We're Americans. We got to rally behind the next president, whether you like him or not. Uh, and then we move on. And I really think that the, the, Donald Trump that's going to be president is probably going to be um, a good manager because um, he doesn't have the experience. You don't get to – he gets labeled a nut, but I said this when I met him, and I walked away from it believing it even more. You don't get to be a billionaire. There are no stupid billionaires in the world. You know, I mean, maybe a couple dictators out there, but there are no stupid <laughs> billionaires who legitimately made their money. I mean, there's no – he's not a stupid guy. You don't have to be smart with politics. You need to be smart with people. Get, yeah. get the right people in the right job. I've never seen a president that could do everything. That's why we break the job up. Yep. You okay, know. let's close with this. Sure. Something non-political. Congratulations to you. You just became a grandfather for the, the third time. Is that right? Third time. Thank you. Congratulations. Tell us a little bit about this addition to your family. Um, I have five children, and my oldest daughter, Bonnie, uh, gave birth to Tessa May uh, on the 23rd, 8 o'clock in the morning. 758 something like that uh while i'm in my classroom so i <laughs> i had to wait till till after school to be able to hold my granddaughter uh it, it's fun it's it's nice to see a new generation come up and i and i i you know of course i'm a proud grandpa proud papa i want to make sure everybody's happy and healthy uh her husband uh steve clark is a eighth grade U, uh u.s history teacher at uh, lincoln middle school so we have some wonderful political chats right and uh, so now that I, the grandbaby is here, we can put those aside and focus on what's really important, you know, as family and friends. Mike, you, uh, you've done so m- much great work over the years, and you have educated so many students and got them inspired to be involved, whether they're liberal or conservative. Uh, 
I I love what you do. A lot of so many people love what you do. So for those people who, who aren't here today, thank you for what you do in, in terms of educating young people and getting them inspired to be involved in the political process. Well, thank you. I'm I'm hoping that one of these days I'm going to get it right. And, uh, <laughs> the, it, it's worked out well for me so far in uh, five, ten more years of this, and uh, we'll turn the rain turn the reins over to somebody else that can do it probably so much better than I can. Hey, that was Mike Nielsen, government teacher, Danville High School. Don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.